Hi, this is Anita, the Global Trade Gal. Many years ago, when I was sitting in the Sheraton Hotel in Bangkok, Thailand, and was working for a major shoe company, I had one of the customers turn to me and say, what's a nice girl from Milwaukee doing in a place like this? And I kind of shrugged it off and laughed and said, well, you know, living over here, I can have maid service. But I've often thought a bit about that question about what's a nice girl from Milwaukee doing in a place like this? Today, I wanted to just talk about and explore with you a few things about what it means to be living globally overseas and to be working in the global supply chain. I have spent literally close to over, I think now it's been over 30 years of my life living and working in Asia. I have lived and worked in Hong Kong, China, Thailand, and Vietnam. I have worked with some major companies and I have also started my own business. So from that sense, I sort of have the experience of being both an expat, someone who's living and working overseas for a major company, and someone who's an entrepreneur who has been doing their own business. And I need to tell you as a full disclosure here that I have been probably over since 1997 have been doing my own business overseas. So a lot of my experience has been my entrepreneurial experience in Asia. But I wanted to reflect upon maybe those who who are thinking about living overseas, who are considering to become part of the global supply chain, I want to talk a little bit about what it's like, maybe some of the pros and some of the cons and, and some of the things that I like and some of the things that I enjoy. And of course, yes, I admit having made service is nice, but that is not really the main reason why. I am over here in Asia. And yes, I am from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. One of the things that I've always enjoyed so much about living and working overseas has been the cultural aspects of it. And I also understand that for some people, this can be one of the most frustrating parts of it. Not everyone can handle living and working and being in another culture. I have been overseas long enough to have seen many couples that have come overseas where the husband may love and thrive and love being in another culture in another place and the wife can hardly get out of the house. In situations like that, either the couple split up and get a divorce or the husband ends up taking a job back in America or their home country. So not everyone is able to handle life globally. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the nature of the individual or the person. Because it can be lonely overseas. It can be hard. I have personally missed out on a lot of family things by being overseas. I have missed out on weddings. I have missed out on other important family events just simply because I was overseas and was not able to come home or to be able to get home for them. That is one of the challenges. And for some people, that can be a huge challenge. It could be one reason why they may not want to live and work overseas. But then on the other hand, I have found that socially, 
you can usually find a lot of great friends overseas. And in fact, many of them sort of become like a family. So there, there's two sides to it that you can find some great friends. On the other hand, you can also miss out on some of the things with your own family. Culturally, it can be challenging too, because you'll be working in factories or other places where people may not have the same culture as you or the same understanding. There can be cultural mishaps that happen. There can be things that you don't enjoy. I remember many times in China when we go visit a factory and this factory was by the ocean and we'd go out for seafood and the factory owner would sit there, which was considered polite in Chinese and would keep giving me tons of seafood on my plate. And I don't mind squid, but you know, do I want to eat like huge squid all the time? Probably not. And so you end up sometimes having to either polite refuse or you don't eat it or you just, you try to eat it. And sometimes you're really wondering, like, what in the world am I eating here? You have absolutely no idea what they're feeding you. So if you're not really adventurous with food or if that's something that could really bother you, then living and working overseas may also be a challenge for you. But if it's something that you enjoy or something that you find great and a lot of fun, then it can be a great adventure. One of the things that I've really appreciated about being able to live and work overseas has been the knowledge that I've been able to gain. I remember once somebody told me that one of the difference between many of the expats that were living and working overseas and people that were living and working in, let's say, America or another country would be that the expats sort of all became generalist. And when I say about generalist, I mean that in order to survive many times, you need to be able to know a little about a lot. In other words, in order to effectively and efficiently run an office overseas, you need to know a bit about accounting, you need to know a bit about marketing, you need to know about quality control, you need to know about inspection, you need to really be able to know about all of these things so you can help train up and teach others and efficiently be able to get, especially if you're in manufacturing, to be able to get the products out in a timely manner. In a place like America, where especially if you're working for a large organization, you may find people who are specialists. You may find that the accountant really doesn't understand anything about the manufacturing process. The people who are in marketing maybe understand a bit, but they don't really have in-depth knowledge and they depend upon the person who is doing the manufacturing for that. And that can be one of the big differences. So if you are someone like me who sort of enjoys learning and you sort of enjoy being sort of a a generalist, living and working overseas can be a great experience for you. It can be something that you maybe just thrive with. But on the other hand, if you are someone who really wants to just specialize in one thing or you're really good at this one thing, it may be harder for you. The other thing is about living and working overseas is has to do a lot too with cultural understandings or cultural misunderstandings. A few years ago, I was in a taxi in Hanoi, Vietnam, and I speak a little bit of Vietnamese. But, you know, since I have blonde hair and blue eyes, I will never be looked upon as a Vietnamese speaker. In fact, many times when I try to speak Vietnamese, the uh, Vietnamese might just outright laugh at me or they'll go like, huh, they, they don't understand me. And even 
And I know my Vietnamese isn't very good, but at the same time, sometimes I feel like they don't even try to understand me, which is a whole other story or podcast at, at some point. But I was in the taxi and the taxi driver asked me in Vietnamese, you know, where are you from? And I was about ready to answer him. And then the translation app came on and he said, the app said, where the hell are you from? And I kind of, it really sort of made me laugh because I sort of thought, yeah, that's really a pretty good, that's a pretty good thing. Like, where the hell are you from? Like, where, where the hell, am, what, what the hell am I doing here? And sometimes you, when you're living and working overseas, you sort of do get that feeling like, what in the world am I doing over here? You know, like, why am I here? And there will be days like any days with any type of work where you'll be frustrated and you will, you will really wonder, what in the world am I doing? But the things that I have learned from being overseas is, is I think I've learned to have this uh, cultural appreciation. There are a lot of great things that we can learn from a lot of great cultures around the world. If you're in the global trading industry, you will go into factories and you will find things there. Some of them you may kind of consider a bit disturbing or others may break your heart and others you may sit back and really learn. You will learn that there are people out there in the world and some of them are willing to work so hard and be able to do such difficult things just and be so happy at the same time to have the work that they have. And this in a way kind of makes me proud that when I go out there and see that hey, maybe we're kind of making a bit of a difference because we're giving people here a livelihood to be able to earn an income and to be able to support their families. And that, in a sense, is something that makes me feel good about it. The other thing that you're going to have to deal with a lot when you're overseas will just simply be government regulations. In Hanoi this summer, we had a lockdown for two months. And when we talk about a lockdown, and I try to explain this to people in America, they think a lockdown means that you need to go shopping and wear the mask in the store. No. When you talk about a lockdown in some of these other countries around the world, a lockdown means that you are locked into your house and you are expected to stay there and to not go out. I had gotten into a bicycle accident this summer and I fell Actually, I hit somebody, though I claim that she hit me, but I, I, I think I probably hit her and we fell and my hip fell against the, the Longbeam Bridge, which is the metal part. And I was actually fine for a while, but then it ended up two weeks later having to go into the hospital to have an operation. And when I came out of the hospital that day, the lockdown had started. There was no taxi, no bus, there was no transportation in the entire city of Hanoi, which is a city of about six or seven million people, the entire city was closed down and completely empty. That is what a lockdown means. You'll also have to be able to deal with a lot of different government things. And that has been what I've had to deal with throughout Asia. Some of it I felt has not been fair. Some of it I've had to question. Some of it I've had to keep try to keep my mouth shut because it's made me furious as an American where I feel like maybe my freedoms are being taken away. And I just have to sit back and remember, I'm not in America. I am in another country and I need to live by their rules and understand it. So if this is something which is really hard for you to be able to deal with or handle, this can be very difficult, especially in a country that may have a political system 
which is so much different than yours. And this may be something that you need to consider whether you can really handle, because if you can't, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. And there are foreigners who have gotten themselves in trouble just specifically because of that. I do believe that anyone that is planning to live and work overseas, one of the best things you can have is a spirit of adventure. Because if you're not adventurous, it can be very difficult. And I don't care if you're going to live in Europe or if you're going to live in Asia, but especially if you're going to go live in Asia or Africa or a third world country or developing country, you need to have this spirit of adventure because you're going to need it. And if you have that spirit of adventure, you're going to have a great time because there's a lot of great and fun things that you can do living and working overseas that you could never do in your own country. And yes, some of them you may be able to do in your own country, but it just wouldn't be the same experience. One of my favorite things to do is I love getting out on my motorbike and riding around Hanoi. Yes, I've been in a motorbike accident, and yes, it has landed me in the hospital too. But at the same time, it is a fun adventure. I love just riding around on it, and you're in the traffic, and there's lots of excitement, and it's fun. And when I come home to America, and I'm either out walking or I'm biking on the roads, and somehow it just seems so peaceful and so boring compared to what was in Vietnam. Yeah, so that for me, though, is something because I always enjoyed the adventure of it. That's been one of the things that has probably kept me in Asia has been that sense of adventure, that fun part of the adventure, the excitement of it all, being able to see new places, experiencing new cultures, trying new foods, traveling to new places, you know, hiking a mountain somewhere or going to a beach, just having those kind of experiences that maybe you could have in your own country, yes, but they just seem to be in so many ways so much more exciting overseas. And finally, one of the things I want to talk about is something which could really make a difference into whether you can live and work overseas, and that could be the medical care. I am blessed because I'm relatively healthy. I have found that in Vietnam, I get relatively good medical care. But of course, if you ever had an emergency, you I would probably go to Singapore, Thailand, or come back to the United States. It cannot always be easy in many of these countries to find the medical care that you need to find. Just like it's not always easy to find the exact foods that you want to find in the grocery stores. I happen to have a very good dentist. I happen to have a very good doctor. But I do know of people that have other medical challenges who are not able to live and work in overseas because of these challenges. Or I've known of families where they may have a child that is suffering with a mental illness or has ADHD or has autism and is not able to get the help that they need when they're living and working overseas. And so this can really make a huge difference as to your ability as to whether or not you could actually live overseas 
will make a difference as to what type of medical care you need, what your family situation is, whether you have a child or a spouse or someone who needs some special medical attention. This can truly make all the difference as to whether or not you will be able to live and work overseas. As an example, I know that many of these schools overseas just do not have adequate help for children with special needs, as you may find in America, Europe, or another part of the world. They just don't have the resources for it. And some of them, even though they are private schools and they're, you're paying huge amount of money or, you, or the government's, um, if you're working for the government, they're paying huge amounts of money or the company is, they have so many people on the waiting list or so many students that are waiting to get into these schools that they just don't need to worry about those who may have special needs. So if you have a child or someone who has special needs, who, who needs some extra help or, or is not able to make it into a, maybe a fast paced type of educational environment, you may find that it may be almost impossible for you to get the help you need living and working overseas. Also, if you yourself have special medical needs, it can be very difficult for you to find the doctors and other things that are needed to be able to handle those special needs. And that really is the reality and, and is one of the challenges. You know, if you're healthy and if you have a family that's healthy and if, if you and your, your wife and your children are all a bit adventurous and enjoy travel and other things like that, it could end up being a great environment, a great experience. I mean, I have seen people living and working overseas that have had young babies and, and it's been fine. I've known of women who have had babies in the local hospital without any problem at all. I've also known those that just felt they couldn't handle it, went home. And so it really just depends so much upon the individual, upon what they feel that they can handle and what they feel is right for them and for their life. But if you do decide that you want to live and work overseas, it is a great adventure and it's a lot of fun and it will be life changing. And I've always said many times that I am a better person because of my time in Asia Asia has helped me to become a better individual. And that's what I think at the end of the day, it's exciting business, it's a fun place to be, and it's also life-changing. I hope you've enjoyed a little bit of these thoughts and reflections of living and working overseas because I'm sure there's many of you out there that are wondering, is this something that I want to do? This, is this the direction I want to take in my life? If you feel like it's something for you, then go for it. Go do it because it could be a great and a fun adventure. This is Anita, the Global Trade Gal. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if so, please subscribe and also pass it on and let others know about it. We'd love to hear from you, our audience, if you have any questions or if there's anything that you want to hear, if you'd like me to tell you about any of their experiences or other things. I'd love to be able to tell you about them. We sure appreciate you because we realize without you, this would not be possible. Thank you so much for listening.